Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat.
for over 100,000 years, you know, uh, our uh, we've been recognized by 144 nations. Our project number, our, our United Nations project number is 215-93. You know, I mean, we have a seat in the United Nations, you know, so... Um, you know, a lot of that is hogwash. A lot of people uh, that just haven't done their studies like they start, thought they have, and you know, they keep on telling you to look in the congressional records. Well, we are in the congressional records, and we are filed as the oldest uh, indigenous people, group of people on the earth. You know, uh, not bragging or not trying to brag us up or brag myself up, nothing like that. I'm far too intelligent for that, uh, but I'm just trying to clear out some clear up some things. You know, a lot of things have been said about uh, certain things about certain uh, tribal chiefs and chiefesses. You know, that uh, about the word more. Uh, but as I said before, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm I repeat after a while. I quote. Dr. Khalid Muhammad, peace be upon him, when he said, I wouldn't tell you I'm a Moor if I didn't feel in my heart that I am a Moor. You know, the, the, the same thing, uh, same way I feel. You know, so um, I have no problem or I have no issue with any sister or brother that says they're indigenous to the land and uh, don't want to call themselves Moors. I have no problem with that. But the thing I must ask them, okay, you said you are attached to the land. You are attached to the, to the soil of the land of here in America, okay? So you're saying that. Well, that means the same thing as more. More means the same thing as one who is attached to the land or the soil of the land of the earth and the waters and rivers and ponds and lakes in the oceans and the seas of the, of the earth. That is a more. Attached to all these things, then you are definitely a more. You know? But if you said that you are not, not a more, that means that you are not attached. You're saying that this is what you are saying. It's not because I'm saying it, because it is an actual fact. You're saying that you are not attached to these things. So I want you to think on that. Do the math on that. No. Um, I'm going to read some things here. Uh, a few pages from uh, The Amazing Facts About the Moors with Complete Proof, written by Grand Sheik Kudo Atwa'el of the Canaanite, uh, the Canaanite Moors, and he had a Grand Sheik Rami Asalam El, uh, the Hip Hop Temple, uh, number 23 in Oakland, California, and was also edited by Sheikas T.S. Naji. Lila L. in the Moore Science Temple, California. Make some things that sound pretty interesting. You know, I'm looking at one page here, which is pretty interesting. It's called Moab, Utah. Moab, Utah. Okay, that's one of the words where the word more derived from. One of them. But there are many ancient words where the more where more came from. Also, see here, a town in North America 
was established in 1878. This western location connects us with our ancient ancestors, the Moabites, who inhabited the area of land near the Jordan River in the east, which they name Moab. Now, this is and this is actual truth. It is called a Moab in Utah. You don't believe me? Go there. Go there. Go there and, and visit the area. The proof is in the pudding. I have a picture here. It says, Welcome to Moab. Moab, Utah City. That's the marker. You see certain markers when you go to certain towns and cities around the country. I mean, this is not no joke. You know, you have areas, you know, that uh, a lot of our people are in the ancient times where we've been that also have names here that you see in the, in the biblical scriptures. The Jordan River, you know. Uh, you have one in Texas called, uh, uh, one, one, one more time in Texas called Moab. Kind of think of it. You think about the Alamo, uh, Allah Moore, Allah Moore. There's no doubt about it, you know. There's no, uh, what you call, uh, coincidence about it, because I don't believe in coincidences. And a lot of you that are in the conscious, the real conscious community don't neither, I suspect. I heard one brother today said that Mauritania, uh, they don't call themselves Moors in Mauritania. Well, the word more, the M-A-U-R, means more. So I don't know what they could be talking about. Uh, the Mauritanians called Mauritanians. Let me read this to you. Okay. It says here, Mauritania, Latin for land of the Moors. I didn't write this. I had nothing to do with this. I'm going to repeat it again to you. Mauritania, in Latin for land of the Moors, named after classical Mauritania in northern Morocco, itself named after the Berber Mauri or Moor tribe. Mauri, M-A-U-R-I, also is another name for Moor. The Senegalese Moors, although of northern origin and calling themselves um, calling themselves former vassals of the Emperor of Morocco, have nothing but their name, language, and religion in common with the Mauritanian Moors. So I just want to put that out there for you, you know. Uh, this, this is the Moroccan, king, Moroccan kingdom, not the Moroccan empire. The brothers were talking to him about, well, Mordon comes from Morocco. Well, yes, it does, brother. It, it, it's one of the words that Mordor comes from. See, come, Mordor comes from many words, you know, and Morocco is one of them. The Almorocs are here in America. This is the Almoroccan empire. It's a lot of it, but the brother did not clear, clarify which Morocco was he talking about. Because we got a lot of brothers uh, that 
talks, you know, give lectures and whatever, always talking about uh, Morocco. Morocco, well, you're not from Morocco. You can't go to Morocco and do this. You can't go to Morocco and do that. Well, which Morocco are they talking about? Are you talking about the Moroccan kingdom? Or are you talking about the Moroccan empire here, the Al-Moroccan empire? It comes from, from many names. You know, you have Mu, M-U. Some of you need to read the book called The Children of Mu by uh, James Churchward. I don't know if he's in any relation to Albert Churchward or not. Uh, some people say he is, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, but you need to check that book out, you know, and it needs to be a part of your library. You know, you have time, you have time, uh, if you have time, look the book up. So uh, the word, the moor comes from the word moo, and also comes from the word moor, and you are. Then it comes from the word amuru, amuru. A M U R U. I explained this uh, uh, many times on the block talk shows and recent block talk shows at that, you know. But it seems like a lot of our people still not getting it, and you still have a lot of people are confusing the people. You know, more is uh, one brother said that more is a, uh, a nickname, you know, for our people. A nickname, man. I mean, no, you know, you 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 cannot have a nickname and uh, for a nation. No, my 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 nation empire is the United Washita de the Namandia Moor Empire. See, so it has the word Moor in there. M U apostrophe U R. It has Moor in there, in there. So you know, uh, that's not true. And if the brother, and if he, if he, this is what he's uh, uh, insinuating on, well, I have to ask him. Well, what what proof of uh, what research have you done to validate? You know, that's what I would ask him. You know, you have to uh, show me some proof, some evidence of this, because. You know, being a uh, uh, having the word more uh, for a, for a nation or uh, to be a United Washington D the Monday a more empire, that means uh, you are recognized. Which we are recognized, as I say, say it again, by 144 nations across the world and at the United Nations. And you know, uh, we've done tre- have a treaties. You cannot uh, have a treaty. With any nation, or they're not going to have a treaty. Any nation not going to have any treaty with your nation if you go by a nickname. It doesn't work that way. Treaties don't recognize nicknames. Sovereign, other sovereign nations does not recognize nicknames. You must be a sovereign nation or a sovereign tribal nation. You want to you want to have more information on that. You need to get uh, the book. Um, uh, let me see here. Deals with uh, the land of nation or the law of nations. I'm sorry, the law of nations by Emmer D. Vitale. It deals with natural law and enlightenment classes. 
deals with natural law and nationality. That's what it deals with. It's a very old book, but the book is still effective to this very day and still a part of natural and national and international law. I repeat it again. It's called M-E-M-E-R-D-E-V-A-T-T-E-L. M-E-M-E-R-D-E-V-A-T-T-E-L. Law of Nations. Okay? But yet you have to, uh, when I have people, or when I hear people that make these statements about uh, saying Moors are not indigenous to this land, and okay, I'll explain what the word Moor means. Because evidently they must not, they don't, they must don't really understand what the word Moor actually means. And when people look at Moors, they come, oh, you talking about those uh, certain group of so-called black people over there? that invaded Spain in 711 A.D. and, you know, then failed in 1492. And they scattered. When they failed in 1492, they scattered. Some of them even came to the Americas and settled here. But I'm here to tell you tonight that Morris was here well over 100,000 years ago, uh, probably more than that, way, way before that time. You know, uh, I have a book here I'm going to read to you. And it says that, too. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, that, no, that is only a statement. I'm called, the Delaware, called the Delawares, Forgotten Folk, The Story of the Moors and Nanakos by C.A. Westlicker. C.A. Westlicker. W-E-S-L-A-G-E-R. Westlicker. Okay. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to find this page here. Okay. From the lips of the Moors and the Nanakos of Delaware come many variations of the subject of their origin. It seems unnecessary to present these legends verbatim but they can be reduced to three broad categories under which all the tales heard from all sources can be placed. First is the colonization legend. It's the first is the colonization legend. In essence, it says that a group of dark-skinned Spanish Moors sometime before the Revolutionary War sailed to America to Found a colony. They are supposed they are supposed to have settled along the Atlantic coast from this ancestral stock through intermarriage with Indians came the race of people called Moors. Hear what they said. Came the race of people called Moors who live apart in settlements of their own on the southwestern coast of the Delmarva Peninsula, or Peninsula the way it was spelled, to be no historical basis to support such a tale. Uh, Yeah, yeah, right. Because there is no such 
race called Boers. Boers is not a race. It is not a race. It is a nationality or a nation of people. As I explained to you before. So I don't need to go go any more into that. That's why there is no basis on what on 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 this statement what the what this man just said. Okay, let let me see. I'll read this over again. There seems to be no historical basis to support such a tale. One searches in vain through old records for accounts of a Moorish or Spanish colony founded in Delaware Bay. If such a settlement was made, it escaped notice by the explorers and so-called white colonists, which seems improbable. There were, of course, Moors sold into slavery, and that's true, and brought to America in change with Negro slaves. Now, hear what they say. Hear what, did you hear what I just said in this statement? I'm going to read it again. Okay. No independent, no, no independent settlement was made by any of these Moors. However, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me read this over again. I'm sorry. There were, of course, Moors sold into slavery and brought to America in change with Negro slaves. You see, you hear how they uh, separate the two? Because I'm not a Negro. Negro is Spanish for black. That's all Negro is. You hear a lot of blacks get offended when somebody calls them a Negro. Oh, I'm a Negro, huh? Why you got to call me anyway? All he said is you're black. In Spanish, which is old Moorish Latin for black. Same thing. Same thing uh, to spend the word with America or Al Morocco. The word more comes from Al Moor or the Moor of Morocco. Also, more also comes from Al Muru. Al Moor M U R. Al Muru. Then you have Al Muru Ka. Then you have Al Muru Khan. A M U R U K H A N. Al Muru Khan. With a word, that's the ancient, one of the ancient words where the word boar comes from. I say to the brothers or sisters, where we say boar didn't come from, uh, from Morocco or Al Morocco, well, what is your basis on that? Prove that it didn't. <coughs> okay, let me move on here. Okay. Okay, it says here no independent settlement was made by any of these Moors. However, so the colonization legends must be discovered as lacking in historical documentation. Does this does it shock does this, does it shock me? No it don't. The second, the pirate legend relates to the Spanish or Moorish pirates. Sometimes prior to sometime prior to the Revolutionary War was shipwrecked off of the coast near Indian River Inlet. There they were rescued by medical Indians. 
although I'm saying this myself, although Nanicole are boys. See, these writers, when you're dealing with a lot of these European writers, when they're writing history about ourselves, you've got to watch them. You've got to watch them. Same thing with the book, uh, They Were White and They Were Slaves. This man named Michael Hoffman, Hoffman II, when he wrote about so-called uh, European uh, slavery in the Americas. And he was talking about the Revolutionary War and how and then he started talking about the first American that was killed in the Revolutionary War. And he was talking about Crispus Attucks. And he said that Crispus Attucks wasn't really black. He was an Indian with the Nanako or Lenny Lenape tribe. Okay? But little did he know that I knew that these were Moors. And they are Moors today. Because there are a lot of them that are that are that are around to this very day as I speak. There's one brother uh, on YouTube. Uh, he was part of the Lenny Lenape tribe. The other one was a member of the Nanako, and these were Moors. They do a lot of these European writers do. They count on your ignorance. They count on you not knowing any better. They count on you not knowing your history. So therefore, you've got to really, really be careful when you read books about, especially books that they wrote about our history and about Moorish history, okay? But this is what he says here. The second, the pirate legend, the pirate legend he says, relates that Spanish or Moorish pirates sometimes prior to the revolution were shipwrecked off the coast near Indian River Inlet. But we all know our history that a lot of the pirates were Moors. A lot of these had companies uh, uh, that were uh, using uh, such ships as Corvette ships. That's where that's the word Corvette comes from. That's the word. Uh, that where it comes from the Corvette, the Corvette ships that the Boers used to ride on to catch up with a lot of these ships and loot, raid, and rob them, these Europeans, of their of their possessions. That's why in every Shriners Parade, they use a Corvette car. The Europeans know our history. They knows it. That's why they use a Corvette car. So I learned that from uh, a dear friend of uh, mine, our brother, Abdullah El Talib Mosi Bay, called the book is named Moors and Masonry. Get that book. Get it. Called Moors and Masonry. That's where I got the information from, from that book. Okay, let me move along here. It says... Were shipping wrecked off a shipwreck off the coast near Indian Indian River Inlet. There they were rescued by medical Indians, and after a while, some of them married Indian women and brought up families. But it's just how do you notice how they separate Moors from Negroes, as I read earlier? Because Moors, okay. The reason why they're telling you Negro slaves, 
because they have no nationality. They have none. And when I hear a lot of these uh, indigenous tribal chiefs and chiefs and and around the country calling themselves black people, black people this, black people that, and they they calling themselves Negroes as well. But you're ahead of an indigenous tribe or nation tribe. Calling yourselves something that you are not. Calling yourselves people that are that don't even exist in any part of the human family. Okay. Now it says here. Born from these mixed marriages, eventually became the people known today as Moors. Writing in his book, as though as these are where Moors had started. That's a fat ass lie. Moors were here, I don't know how many hundreds of thousand years before that. It says here, in some versions, of this story, the shipwrecked men were not buccaneers, but are said to have been respectable Spanish, Moorish, or French sailors who swam ashore after their ships was wrecked. Historically, this is some found, there is some foundation for the pirate legend. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of us were pirates. Piracy was common in Delaware Bay from about 1865 to I'm sorry, to 1685 to 1748. Captain Kidd Blueskin, Blueskin and Blackbeard raided the shipping lanes and burned their gold and burned, and, and, I'm sorry, and buried their gold along the sandy coast. These were Moors that were doing that. But he never explains to you why he said that some were Negroes and some were Moors. Because the Moors had to have a nationality and the Negroes don't. And he's and he, and he spelling Negro with a capital N. Which is a misnomer. You see how a lot of them be trying to make the word Negro retroactive? And it's not. There are no such race or such nation of people in any part of the human family known as Negroes. They don't exist and never did exist. Here I can show you something else. Okay. Here it says here. Today with the new that new data that have been accumulated with the years, we can look back and see the weakness 
in the testimony that brought the conviction. A glaring omission of the old lady's that's the utter absence of any reference to Moors. The mysterious prince and her story was allegedly a native of ginger gingerbread color from the Congo River, an African Negro. Now, where, when do you ever hear any African calling themselves Negroes? As a matter of fact, they don't even call themselves Africans. They refer to, you, to themselves as, as the, uh, the Ghanaian, a Ghanaian, or a Kenyan, or Ugandan, etc., etc., etc. Very rarely they say they are Africans. But this is what I mean. This is a European book. He wrote this book, I think, in 1943. There's nothing wrong with reading books on about boys from Europeans, about you know from Europeans, you know. But I mean, by Europeans who wrote the book. But you got to watch what they say. You got to read between the lines, so you won't get confused. Okay. It says that I'm say it again. A glaring omission to the old lady's disposition and the utter absence of any reference to Moors. The mysterious prince in her story was allegedly a native of gingerbread color from the Congo River, an African Negro, in view of the widespread use of the term Moor in Delaware, and the several historical references to Moorish slaves. One national believes that there must have been some reason why the people have used it to identify themselves. Hmm. You hear hear what I just said? I'm going going along here. Yet Lydia's testimony, as quoted by Judge Fisher, fails completely even to suggest an explanation. One finds it hard to discount the claim to Moorish background by many descendants of these people solely because one of their number admitted such an illusion in a case founded on intolerance and race prejudice. One also wonders if Lydia Clark knew the difference between a Moor and a Negro, or if she considered every dark person a Negro. Dark skin is, is of course, the least conclusive indication of Negro. Increments, Arabs, Hindus, and many peoples of Europe are dark complexion. Yes, even some of the American Indian groups, but there are not Negroes. Did you hear this, people? Did you hear what I just said? I'm going to read this again. I like this. Where am I here? Lydia Clark knew the difference between a more Okay, well, no, 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 go. Okay, one finds it hard to dis- to discount to Moorish background by many descendants of these people solely because one of their number one of their number omitted such allusion to a cause founded on intolerance and race prejudice. One also wonders if Lydia Clark knew the difference between a Moor and a Negro, or if she considered every dark-skinned person a Negro. Dark skin is, of course, the least conclusive indication of Negro of Negro increments. Arabs, Hindus, and many peoples of Europe 
are dark complexion. Yes, even some of the American Indian groups, but they are not Negroes. Why? Because that is not an identity. Negro or black mean the same thing. There are no such people. Got some of these people calling themselves black Indians. No, no, I don't have the word. I don't have. Uh, 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 I don't call myself an Indian. No, I call myself an Aboriginal Indigenous American, a Moor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Indian. I don't have. I don't have that much problem with the word Indian because if you look at Indian. It also means indigo, meaning dark or black people. So that is being descriptive, but that's not who I am. And that's not who they were. Indian is another social artificial construct, like Native American Indian. And so on. Says here, but they are not Negroes. Consequently, the husband of his swarthy complexion could be not. I mean, could have could he not have been a true Moor who had been unjustly seized by slave traders? The most important factor that that weakens Lydia's statement is that it was given in a spite case behind which lay the contempt and hatred of a back-fence feud. It was not an unbiased, documented analysis and should not be accepted as valid. And I sure hope not. Now it says here, in comparing these groups of national legends which have been discussed, we are confronted with positive evidence of racial admixture in all versions which purport to explain the origins of the mixed bloods. Hear what this man is saying. Caucasian and Indian mixed nation as either specifically mentioned or implied in all of them. They also suggest a third dark-skinned strain, which filtered into the stock, and all the letters except in the story told by Lydia Clark. Thus, this dark-skinned strain is reputed to have come from Moors, French, Spanish, or Egyptians, and not from, look, listen, listen to this, Negro stock. None of the none of, none of the traditions in this entirety can be advanced as the as the true explanation of the genesis of the Moors and Nanakos. Nevertheless, there is a factual nucleus common to all of them, which carries us back to the days when native tribes roamed the Delaware Peninsula. 
The key to the mystery seems to lie with the Indians. Let us then turn back the pages of the calendar and seek for forebearers of the mixed-blood people among the early Indians of the region. But it says here, Negroid, Negroid stock, and for the Negroid stock. No such stock. No such stock ever existed. No such stock was called Negroid. This is a social artificial construct. No such people. But they gave them their classification because they had no nationality. They had no birthright, so this is their status, where they're being treated any kind of way. And the people that treat them any kind of way can get away with it, like they do today. Like the police are shooting down a lot of our people and getting away with it. Because they have no nationality. Now, those of you who heard about this incident, the Somalian Moor brother that had shot this uh, so-called European-Australian woman and killed her, now that's an international incident. If you paid attention, uh, the Prime Minister of Australia said he won justice because that is an international incident. What's also interesting, this brother has a nationality as well. So I want to see how, how really, how that's going to come out. So I said, ah, you got two people that had nationalities. The Somalian brother and a European woman from Australia. Hmm. Okay. It says here, then in the fall of nineteen forty one something happened to awaken the Indian Indian fighting spirit. As America prepared for the Second World War, two of the young Indian men were conscript to serve in the armed forces. Their Indian rights were disregarded and they were rated as as Negroes. I'll read it again to you. I'll read it again to you. This is a status. It's a classification. See, that's what it is. That's what they're telling you. I'm going to read it again. Then in the fall of 1941, something happened to awaken the Indian fighting spirit. 
As America prepared for the Second World War, two of the young Indian men were conscripted to serve in the armed forces. Their Indian rights were disregarded, and they were rated as Negroes. Once again, a crisis involving the racial status created among the Nanako, the need for unity. The old wound has been reopened. Again, the cry of color, prejudice, and suppression of rights. Everything the incorporated body had fought so valiantly to attain. Everything the Nanako Indian Association had sworn to protect was being canceled by the scratch of a pen. The two young men had had identified themselves as Indians when called before the local draft board. After their induction, they found themselves classed as blacks because blacks and Negroes are one and the same. After their induction, they found themselves classed as blacks by the military authorities and stationed with colored troops in the racial hotbed of the Deep South. because they call so-called Native American Indians Negroes also. They had, they say a lot, you hear a lot of stories about uh, the so-called red man uh, enslaving a lot of our people. But see, the thing is, we were here long before them. Long time, thousands upon thousands of years before them, as well as the European man. says here, Lincoln Harmon, tribal leader and a relative of one of the drafted boys, consulted D.J. Layton, an attorney of Georgetown. The attorney, the attorney agreed that the Indian boys had been improperly classified. He directed a letter to the office of the Adjutant General of the U.S. Army, dated February 19, 1942, in which he said, in part, the members of this association are of the large part known to me and personally, and I can really and I can really understand their feeling at being classified as and being quartered with Negroes. They are not like Negroes, either in appearance, standard in living, or habits. And hold on for a minute. And they have no desire whatsoever whatsoever to create any disturbance over over the failure of the army to recognize them as Indians. They nevertheless harbor considerable ill feeling over the matter and I what I I am sure give a much better account of themselves and the service if they were recognized as what they are and quartered with the people of their own so-called race. They, they have recognized as Indians, but the thing about them, I call them so-called Indians, because there's no such, there's no such race as Indian, Indian. There's no such nation as India. India is, uh, is in Southeast Asia, and it's not India. It is the Indian Company which is the corporation. The country is Hindustan, not India. 
Like I say, when you read these books, you must really understand your uh, political science and your political history, dealing with nationality and geo geographical political history as well. You have to be really up on your toes when you're de- dealing with these kind of people that be writing these kind of books. It's a good book, you know. It's a good book, but you need to read between the lines, and you really, really, really need to know what you're reading, so you can really understand what they're saying in these books. And do not get confused. So they always put uh, Indians with Moors than they do with Negroes. So see what happens when you call yourself black? When you put black on your applications and your uh, 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 resumes, saying I'm black and I'm proud, saying that our black people, we as black people, black consciousness, peace to the black gods, my blackness, I am black. It's an adjective. And people are not adjectives. People are nouns. Read this, read this here. Although, let's see here. Let me read this here. If the mixed blood person remains at Cheswold, his intermediate position in society is reasonably well preserved throughout childhood and during his grade school career. He is able to maintain his identity as a Moor and to segregate himself from other from the other two races. His white and Negro neighbors recognize him as a member of a group neither black nor white. Why do they recognize him like that? Because there are no such people as black and white people. Black and white are adjectives. Not people, although the the, the the term or the classification of white does give you a more standing in, in society. White meaning God, ruler of the land, it has a better status. But they don't recognize as him either black or white, or what to say like, uh, yeah, black or white, whom he leaves the commonly of the community which he must do to seek wider opportunities for personal advancement. He finds himself forced to become a white or a Negro. His personal appearance and aspirations finally determine the road he will go. Although he is recognized by the whites in his home environment as an intermediate, the Cheswell Moor must nevertheless not presume to admit himself as an equal to a white society. In the moving picture house at Dover, he is expected to sit 
and the balcony with the blacks. Why is that? Why is the board, you know, since you don't want to choose, why are they, okay, we're going to put you with the blacks? They're going by his description or what he looked like, but not who he is. Some of the younger Moors, who incidentally were passed as whites, where they are not known or usually recognized as chess row colored people, when they approach the ticket office, no questions are asked. They lay down their money and all sold tickets, admitting them to the balcony and not to the first floor. The white audience sits. Several times, chess row boys and girls have passed unrecognizable and were sold tickets admitting them to the so-called white section. It was quite a joke for them. If, if perchance one would admit it would be would, uh, would he would be be uh, he would, uh, was he was sorry he would be seated by a white person who recognized him as a Moor. You hear that? I'm going to repeat this again. If, if perchance one so admitted would sit beside a white person who recognized him as a Moor. Because the Moor know who he is. He has a nationality. He has a birthright. Okay. The white might report the error to the usher. The Moor child would then would then be quite t- taken upstairs. Many of the adults refused to patronize the movie the movies because of their discrimination. The the segregation in the moving picture house is a, a, is illustrative of the general attitude toward the mixed bloods, which includes the same taboos shown toward the Negroes. So they had a that hard time a hard time with status in Delaware. Who's a Moor, who's a Negro, who's a white, or whatever, who's an Indian, and whatnot. A lot of ignorance is going on there. A lot of it. Okay. Going to the first world order. Reading a book that makes more sense. Okay. Now you hear a lot of people. You now I had this brother from the called the Gulaguchi tribe talking about Washita and Moors are not indigenous to this land. Okay, I'm not indigenous to the land. Okay, let me read here. It says here, actually, it was a perfection of the Articles of Confederation. I must apologize up front for not being able to provide 
direct quotation from my following statements. I am the princess. The, the, I am the process of moving, and everything is all boxed up. I have come to the conclusion that whatever Congress wants to do outside of the boundaries of the Constitution or Articles of Confederation, they do by necessity. Necessity and much being individual acts of lawlessness is lawful under the laws of necessity. And truth being in that the individual acts of lawlessness is lawful under the laws of war. What supreme law means to con- to Congress and what supreme law means to in one of this message abroad. A critical examination of the Louisiana Purchase done under Jefferson which reveal which re- will reveal what Jefferson actually purchased and what was the arsenal at New Orleans and a small amount of land outside the city of lim- outside the city limits between between the province where the city lies. The payment of the Louisiana Purchase never arrived in France as the ship was sank off the Florida coast in an area now now held in private hands, owned by most of the wealthiest families in America. I wonder why. <laughs> Officially, the wreck was never savage, to the best of my knowledge. Napoleon Bonaparte was never officially paid. The massive land grab was not a part of the original contract between Jefferson and Napoleon. The Washita nation has made their arguments in the international court at The Hague. It, um, it outlines the basis of standing up as an independent nation. Read this again. It outlines the basis of standing as an independent nation, the mother Washita. How that Spain ne- never transferred those lands to the French when they used them for debt payments they owned. France never actually possessed them to sell, and Napoleon knew this This one he contracted the jet, uh, with Jefferson for the purchase. So you're saying uh, that we are not indigenous to this land, and how the hell are uh, we doing with land? What are we doing with land? This is this is this is a question for uh, for the brother of the Gula Gucci tribe that made that statement. I'm gonna read some more. Okay. This land has never been a part of the United States of America. But it has never been part of the corporation, of the US foreign corporation. That's what it means. And this same land that Abraham Lincoln spoke of returning to the Moors after slavery. Okay? Yes. He called it the Egypt of the West and all Central America, the land between the Rockies and the Algeny Mountains, from the Gulf of Mexico up until here, came here, the Northwest uh, Mexican Africa, later to be known America. And, uh, brother, you need to get this book, The First World Order, by uh, Brother Asur Alim Lutapak El Bay, The First World Order. 
by Brother Soiling Nutri Park LB. You can call them. You can say you can get on the uh, line, and you uh, you can uh, tap in www.dotalimlb.com. www.dotalimlb.com. Okay. Let me move along here. The Louisiana proper so-called Louisiana Purchase consists of what states? Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Minnesota, Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas, Iowa, Missouri. That's where I'm at, Missouri. Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. Says here, Texas, Alabama, Utah, New Mexico, and portion of even the so-called 13 colonies or the original 13 states on up to Canada. The Washita or the Oshita governs 15 million acres. How in the hell a people that is not indigenous to this country that can govern 15 million acres of land and they're not indigenous to this country? And you're always talking about uh, checking, checking the congressional records. Check the congressional records. It's in the congressional records. Take it or let it alone. I don't care what you do with it. In the video, in the video, Moorish Paradigm by Hakeem H.Y. Bay states in Nexus Magazine, History of Banking, it reads, there was a human cry in the newspapers of the Northeast Banking interest to execute the president of the bank with the Confederate States of America and the South. For two years, the president of the South was kept in a dark, wet, cold cell in the side of an earthen fortress in Monroe, Louisiana. He was an ill and broken man who was put there. He should have died. He was expected to die. But it was apparent that there were no way that ravaged and occupied South, which was ruined by so-called blacks. Okay, I'm reading this again now. He should have died. He was expected to die when it was apparent that there were no way that ravaged and occupied South, which was ruled, which was ruled, which was ruled by blacks. That's parentheses or so-called black people. Okay, could ever revolt. He was released. Okay? One nation. One nation. One nation cannot make laws in another nation. One nation cannot make laws on another nation's land. One nation cannot steal and sell another nation's ancestral artifacts and property, then flood their sacred places on indigenous people, people's lands that have always belonged to their ancient ones, which is protected by treaty signed by the protectorate. This is this is this is this is a document I'm reading to you. 
This is the United States government. The United States government stole the remainder of the territory, which, uh, which covers three-fourths three -fourth of the total land area of America. The U.S. corporation has carefully hidden the secret to protect its own proper structure, or own power structure, if I may add. It further it further proclaims that all indigenous sacred sites and grounds shall be returned to the to the descendants of their ancient inhabitants to ensure preservation. Be it further proclaimed that I now take all indigenous nations, tribes, communities, and villages with our lands rivers, wildlife under the protection of the empire, Washita de Donamundia. And it is further proclaimed that the 13 United States, the United States and the United States of America must make fair and just compensation for the discompensation of our people and the unauthorized occupation of our lands can commencing with the first part to be paid $80 trillion or $80 quadrillion non-counterfeit each year for 194 years, this being the third and final notice of the understanding debt of the outstanding debt of the 13 United States. The United States and the United States of America, based on the on the claims filed, that have yet to, to be settled or released. Be it further proclaimed that this proclamation be sent to the government of the 13 United States, the United States and the United States of America, as well as the governments of the member states of the United States or the member states of the United Nations, and the non-governmental organization concerned. Therefore, it is now proclaimed an illegal or uh, plain and legal session convened this fourth day of the second month of the year 1997 of this common era. And it was signed to witnesses. So how is a purpose that does not indigenous in this country uh, can make such a claim. An illegal document. It's all legal. The, the Louisiana Purchase purportedly all the land from the Mississippi River to the Rocky Mountains. Purchased by President Thomas Jefferson in 1803 from France Here's, here's what, what says here by Prophet Noble Dwali's vast trust estate has been proved, proven by research of original treaty and land grants. This comes from research. This comes from research. This here from research of original treaty and land grant documents to be nothing more than the bourbon streets and a few military barracks, but does not include any land north of the Red River. Therefore, Napoleon 
actually sold only the streets, as in, uh, as in Bourbon Street, etc., of New Orleans and a military barracks. And a military barracks. And Thomas Jefferson actually purchased the arsenal of New Orleans and a small amount of land outside of the city limits. Within the providence where the city lies, the price agreed on was $15 million, in which $11,250 million was to be paid outright by the U.S. to France. The balance of $3,750,000 was to be paid by the U.S. to its citizens. It satisfied their claims against France with the Louisiana Purchase. Napoleon concluded a stipulation under Article 3 that states, states here, the Louisiana Purchase Treaty, April 30th, 1803, with convention. Convention, Article 3, the inhabitants of the, of the ceded territory shall be incorporated to the Union of the United States and admitted as soon as possible according in the enjoyment of all these rights advantages and immunities of citizens of the United States, and in the meantime, they, they shall be maintained and protected in the free enjoyment of their liberty, property, and the, religious, and the religion which they profess. Also, under Article 2 of the Louisiana Purchase, it states, in the session made by the, pre, the preceding article are included the adjutant islands belonging to the Louisiana all-public Lots and squares, vacant lands, and all public buildings, fortifications, barracks, and other edifices, which are not private property. Okay, these are these 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 are, this is this is this is these are the laws you said that are not indigenous to this land. Okay, the payment for the Louisiana Purchase never arrived in France because the ship was sank off the coast of Florida. Officially, the wreck was never salvaged. Therefore, Napoleon was never officially paid. The massive land grab was not a part of the original contract between Jefferson and Napoleon. Spain never transferred those lands to the French, where they used them for debt payments they owned. France never actually possessed them to sell, and Napoleon knew this when he contracted with Jefferson for the Louisiana Purchase. Therefore, the Western expansion was all predicated under the ideology of war. Says here, the corporate U.S. Illegally, allegedly stole the remainder of the land and belong, that belonged to the indigenous people of that region and committed genocide against the Washita by poisoning their water. The land of question was originally claimed but not owned by France, and France ceded it to Spain. Spain then ceded a proportion of the land which to France. Sometimes, I mean, originally, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, back to France sometimes later, but they, but these seas only included the streets of the barracks in New Orleans, not the rest of the original land claimed by France. Napoleon of France stipulated to the state to the 
United States, known as the Louisiana Purchase, that he could not sell that land that belonged to the ancient ones of the Washita because the, because Spain had not ceded that land back to France, but had the but had deceded it by a Spanish land grant. And the ancient ones of the Washita says here a note: Philip Philip uh, King Philip II of Spain changed the Washita Moors' name to to Spaniards because the Washita Moors, Moors were the descendants of the Moors that ruled Spain for over 800 years. Further evidence of the actual detail of the Louisiana Purchase came from Case Western Reserve, a document facility to Cleveland in Cleveland, Ohio, who certified the documents found there originally came from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in 1817 A.D. Because he brought it back when Moore ruled Spain at one time. So this is for you, brother, that said that the Washita are not indigenous to this land. By me reading this off, that's showing that's showing everybody you didn't know what you were talking about. I have a picture with here with the holy prophet. It says here that Nabi. Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali. That's a, that's a, uh, that's another free national name. Okay, Nabi Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali. Uh, parentheses, Prophet Noble Drew Ali, the Royal Regent of the Empire Washita de Dadamandia, Moors, and the Fifth Marquis de Masarouz was the founder of the Old Canaanite Temple, 1913 the Holy Moabite Temple of Science of the World of 1916, and the Moors' Holy, uh, Holy Temple of Science, 1916, and the Moors' Divine and National Movement of the World, 1916 to 1919. Note, during the same year, 1916, the so-called Jewish people established the Zionist Movement, the Moors' Temple of Science, 1925, 1926, and the Moors' Science Temple of America, Incorporated, 1928, Note, in 1929, just a year later, the Vatican followed suit and formed the papal state. Being incorporated in Rome, Italy was a family member of the Tunica, uh, say, Turner, Tunica tribe. Prophet Noble Drew mother maiden name was Tunica. Her family name of the Tunica, Tunica tribe, saying was Elizabeth Turner, Elizabeth Turner, uh, Elizabeth Tunica. Before 1910, Timothy Drew, uh, Prophet Noble Drew Ali, Nabi Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali, was a member of the Moorish Zionist Temple in Brooklyn, New York, founded and established in 1899. I'm going to read this again. So these were some brothers that were talking about, uh, he copied that from the Moorish Zionist Temple in 1899, which was 
a uh, uh, the real Jews, the original Jews, the Moors. It was a Moor science temple, a Moors a temple of Zion, or Moors Zion temple. Okay, let me read this again. Okay, it says here that um, the tribe of the Dabi Sheikh Sharif Abdullahi was a member of the Moors Zionist Temple in Brooklyn, New York, founded and established in 1899 by Leon Reshalu, uh, Moorish Zionist Temple, hence the origin of the name Moorish Science Temple of America. Phonetically, Zion sound close to the word science. Prophet Noble Drew Ali in 1913 moved to Newark, New Jersey, and formed the Canaanite Temple in 1913. Happened to have been the same year that the Federal Reserve Bank, the International Revenue Service, and the Birth Certificate Department were all formed, etc. There are not mere; these are not mere coincidences. Cold means two. There are more than two incidents. All Moorish are Moorish groups are part of the Moorish Divine and National Movement. Therefore, we of the United Washington D. Dinamandia Moors do not debate on who is the rightful Khalifa or what it means successor. There is no proof of any one. It is all mere opinions and speculations, whether it's at what Miliel. John Gibbon L., Charles Kirkman Bay, David Ford L., Master Muhammad, which he was David Ford L., okay? Dean L., brothers Timothy and Richardson, or et cetera. It does not matter. We are all Moors by real law, birthright, nationality, blood, heritage, lineage, not by colorable law. Organizations, societies, or, or tribal nations' affiliation. It is stated in the Moore's Holy Temple of Science, Moore's Science Temple of America, Incorporated, teaching that Prophet Noble Drew Ali, Nabi Sheikh Sharif Abdul Ali, was raised up on a Cherokee reservation, a state, a state in the state of North Carolina. The Cherokees are Tushakawas, Tushakoa, or Nausiak Indians, and that were not moved during the, uh, during the Trails of Tears. Reservation is a, a, a location near the city of Clinton, Clinton County, or uh, it says here, or uh, oh, okay, uh, or Sampson County, in the state of North Carolina. Eliza Tunica and John A. Drew Kitman or Keatman played an important role in our heritage. They were part of the landmark court case of free women and men who referred to the law as free. White persons, Black's Law Dictionary, Fourth Edition. They're talking about statuses, not a people, not not a people or white people or 
or so-called black people or so-called white people. These are statuses that they're talking about. Okay? It says here, the court case, the United States versus the heirs of Henry Tunica. United States Appellate Court in 1850 was an appeal to the earlier case won by the heirs of Henry Tunica called the heirs of Tunica versus the United States. This was in eighteen it was in eighteen fifty. Okay. This is giving a history of the prophet. Let me read this here. Okay. It says there, Eliza Tunica and John E. Drew Keekman, son, Prophet Noble Drew Ali, Nabi Sheikh Shuf Ashraf Abdul Ali, the royal regent of the Empire Washington Washita Dizamandia, continued the massive work in 1928, Common Era, he went to the Pan-American Conference held in Havana, Cuba. Secretary of State Hughes went down to represent the United States, and Noble Drew Ali went down to represent the Moors. At this conference, the mandate for the landmass of Greater Amexum, North Central and South Central Amexum, misnomer as the North Central and South Americas, was returned to the Moors. Noble Drew Ali knew what this meant and what the ramifications of this was. And as swift, Elihu, I mean, as swift, uh, uh, you can see this book in the uh, Elihu in Pleasant Bay, Exhuming of a Nation, the autobiography, autobiography of Prophet Noble Drew Ali. Noble Drew Ali took several uh, stopgap measures to secure our Moors' birthright inheritance of beneficiary interest as Moors to the land was within the aforementioned land and mandate, and which was part of vast express trust under the auspices of the Moorish national and divine movement of the world, and it is and it is civic and religious corporations, the Moorish Holy Temple of Science of the world, civic and the Moorish Science Temple of America, religious. The term, the, the Tunica name, is, de, is derived from the indigenous name, I mean the Turner name, Turner name is derived from the indigenous name Tunica, and Tunica tribe, the Wichita, Wichita, Washita tribe, the Choctaw tribe, the Cherokee tribe, and other nations, tribes, and bands came together to form the Empire Washita de Dubamandia Moor Empire, which is, which is currently ruled over the auspices of her, by Her Highness, the Empress Bariachi Tierra, Washita, Tunica, Gustin L. Bay. But she has passed since then. Peace be upon her. She has passed about two, two years, or two, maybe three years ago now. So we have not been able to find her successor as of yet that I have known of. Okay. See, um, people do what, that's not indigenous to this land cannot make treaties. No such thing. Non-indigenous people making treaties. Treaties can only be made by people 
of a sovereign, or you have to be a sovereign entity or a nation, tribal nation, or whatever, to make treaties. Other, other than that, it ain't happening. But I'm reading to you that Moors are indigenous to this land, not just the Washita Moors, the Yamasee Moors, the Sikahata Nation, by Chief Nanya Shabu'il. They're, they are indigenous to this land. The Manako, the Lenin-Lenape, the Cherokee, which is the Kitwa, Sipawa, Osage, all, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All these uh, nation tribes are indigenous to this land, whether they call themselves Moors or not. This is in the state of Louisiana. This is uh, their records. You can go check these for yourself. And their archives in the state of Louisiana and the Louisiana archives, you can check them. Okay. Talk about some certain figures here. Okay, the symbol of the land between uh, in the front of the White House is a perfectly symmetrical Knights Templar cross. The symbol also represents the four directions: north, east, south, and west. Four elements: earth, uh, earth, water, air, and fire, and etc. 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 Okay, it says here Benjamin Banaka uh, is found, which is his real name, or uh, Benjamin Banaka. Emmanuel Muali Bay, which is his real name, is found in diplomatic intercourse with the so-called Indians. Uh, Albany Plain, Plan of the Union, the Moor, Khalif Muhammad Ibn Abdullah at Paris, who is, con- who is mentioned in his almanac and the Continental Congress. The United States of America was to be the last great nation before the galactical pole shift and Realignment of the universe and man, Benjamin Banaka was the grand governor of society, uh, Benjamin Franklin. So they, we are still saying that Benjamin Franklin was uh, Benjamin Banneker or Benjamin Banaka or Benyama, Benjamin Banaka, Emmanuel Muali Bay was also the grand governor of the society of Tam- uh, Tamari or Tamarine. Which was a, a secret society, a secret society, secret society dedicated to the chief of the Moors that met with William Penn, which is Pennsylvania's found uh, after his name, the founder of the Quakers and a Rosicrucian team in 1683. William Penn, who was referred to as Macon himself, pointed out that the indigenous people had very dark skin. They, the English, later 
Muslim sons were adopted into the 13 tribes, Lenny Wobbly, the, the Eagle Clan, being the first of the 13 tribes. The names Tamani comes from a Native American leader of the Lenape, or Leninabi, pronounced Len Wabi, Etna Bay, all Al Nuba, or Nubian Moors, or Nuwabians. I know you. I know. I know you. I know a lot of you heard of the Nuwabian Moors. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna repeat this again. Okay, Tamani came from a Native American leader of the Lenape, or Lenabi, pronounced Len Wabi, or El Nabe, El Nuba, or O or Nubian Moors, Nuwabian Moors, also referred to as the Saga Moors, the Divine Kings. No, the name of Penn became the name of the state Pennsylvania. No, the Moors of the ancient Egyptians are one and the same people. In fact, the word Moor is derived from the word Tamori, Tamari, meaning land of the Moors. And not blacks. Or oh, it says said blacks. The ancient name of the commissions, Egyptians, from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. Okay? Tamani, or Saint Tamani, in 1628-1698, was chief of the Lenny Lenape, particular nickname Saint. Tommy signed a peace treaty with William Penn in Pennsylvania in 1683. His model was United in Peace for Happiness and War for Defense. His name was appropriated by New York City, Corrupt Tamani Hall, Mount Tamani, and at the uh, at the Delaware's Water Gap, Gap and St. Tamani Parish, Louisiana Territory of the Washita. The state of the uh, Pennsylvania was named after William Penn. These are signed documents. These are records. Okay, uh, the Nuwabian Moors do call themselves Moors. So the, uh, this is for you again, brother, saying that Moors are not indigenous to the to the Americas. They're showing you again, okay? Here also, also according to the Moors, Benjamin Banneker is one of two Afro African men Moors on back of the two two dollar bill. If you look at the two dollar uh, bill, real 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 good. You can find that two Moors are, are among that group. When they signed that constitution. When they signed the Declaration of Independence. You gotta look at that dollar bill real careful. They always saying that all ain't nothing but nothing but so called white men signed that document. They signed it, yes. But the two laws told them to sign it. That was the a lot of those documents they signed were Moorish laws that was already that was here in this country years I don't know how many thousands of years before the first European put his foot on the soil. But all that was compiled, and so they wrote that into the Constitution. Those are our laws, not theirs. I'm tired of hearing. People saying, "Ah, oh, white man law. The white man wrote that. Right? He he made a 
put that all, compile all that into the Constitution, but those laws was already here. Okay? I'm going to read this again. Also, according to the Moors, Benjamin Banneker is one of the two, two African Moors on back of the $2 bill. The other one is actually the first president, John Henson, under the Articles of Confederation. Ben Bay is seated Masonically number 13 from the left and the first at the table. Even so, according to Masonic traditions, Prince Hall Masons, they said, they, they, I mean, they say that one of the one of the Moors and the two dollar bill is Prince Hall. Some esoteric historian, Manly P. Hall, in 1951, uh, cited that the co signers of the Declaration of Independence, at least 50, actually 46, were Freemasons in all Rosicrucians, symbolizing the 36 by 10 equals 360 degrees, where Washita Moors, Sufis, Moorish teaching teachers serves as the knowledge foundation of their various Rosicrucian sects. And 20 to 10 out of the remaining of 20 were May sons or mother sons or Muslim sons, Albions, European English males, according to Hakeem H.Y. Bay and Leslie Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Banneker, uh, According to Queen, let me turn the page here, to Ping Valara Bay, worked closely with other Moors and the Continental Congress to secure the Moroccan Treaty. And what, and, and, and what year was the Declaration of Independence signed? July 4, 1776 A.D., but George Washington did not become president until 1789. Thus, George Washington was actually what... Oh, let me read this again. I said, though, I mean, thus, George Washington was actually what president? He was actually the 17th president, but the first president under the Constitution for the United States of America. This is what a lot of us got to understand. This is a lot of us got to understand. John Henson was the first president under the Articles of Confederation. George Washington was the president under the uh, under the first president president under the Constitution. Here we go. Continental Congress presidents. The first Continental Congress met in Philadelphia on September 5, 1774. The Second Continental Congress, which, uh, which assembled in Philadelphia on May 10, 1775. First, Peyton Randolph. He was a Mason. He was the great-great-grandfather of Paschal Beverly Randolph, a Moor, and the former Supreme Grand Master of all the Rosicrucians, and the world. I have a picture of him in one of my books on a shelf. I wish I had uh, 
the certain equipment where I can show you what I'm talking about. But I don't. Says Sarah too. Henry Middleton, October 22nd, 1774. Says Sarah 3. Repeated Peyton Randolph. Okay, he must repeat it another term. The only person to have served twice as president under the Constitutional Congress. John Hancock, May 24, 1775. The Declaration of Independent Presidents signed on July 4, 1776 and 8 A.D. Other Continental Congresses was held in Baltimore, 1776 and 1777, in Philadelphia. Five, the fifth President of the United States, Henry Lawrence, November 1, 1777. The sixth, John J. December 10, 1778, Samuel Huntington, 17, uh, September 28, 1779, 1781. The articles the article of Confederation was Thomas McKean, who began serving July 10, 1871. McKean was signed at Confederation by Thomas, I mean by uh, the Declaration of Independence, and the principal writer of the Constitution of 1781, Articles of Confederation. It was also stated that Thomas McKean was the second president under the Articles of Confederation. Articles of Confederation presidents. Okay, I ain't gonna name all them off. How could I name all them off? Okay, after which eight Moors, after which eight Moors followed as president. Ten, ten of them. Uh, ten of them of the signers of the article and signers of declaration and 13 signers of the Constitution. Only the number was all would become Freemasons. Even so, this is an excellent percentage of the participants. It should be noted that Edmund Randolph, governor and and grand master of Virginia, although an important Participant convention did not sign the document. He did, however, fight for its ratification. It should also be noted that four presidents of the of, of the Continental Congress were Freemasons: Peyton Randolph of Virginia, John Hancock of Massachusetts, Henry Lawrence of South Carolina, and Arthur St. Clair of Pennsylvania. For further study, uh, see Masonic membership of the founding fathers. Okay. So you know that Barack Obama wasn't the first president of the United States, right? Also, so I'm come to you talking about, oh, he was the first black president. President Barack Obama will tell you himself that he was the first Kenyan American of the United States. Okay. Which he said also also made a statement on I believe it was Tom was it Tom Jordan's show I can't remember but also uh, they, someone asked him I thought Tom Jordan asked him so uh, how do you feel as being the first black president of the United States and he said he doesn't consider himself black because black has no lawful standing it has no standing in law but 
to this very day they can't find that tape for some reason. I wonder why. I have a picture of the uh, uh, here. Is the man on the left is John Henson, and name and the man on the right is Ben Bay, which is Ben Benjamin Banneker. Ben Bay was born in 1731, making him 45 in this picture. While John Henson was born in 1721, making him 55 in the picture. He is. The one with the gray hair. If you look in, in Carter's Encyclopedia, you won't see either of these men. Why is that? Their names are told, or their names are not on the Declaration of Independence because they were both Moors, and we had our own governments. We did not need to sign a Declaration of Independence. We wrote the Declaration of Independence for them. However, George Washington and his his cronies never actually sold their ties to the king, and they did not win the Revolutionary War. It was it was a setup to trap and to, to totally defeat the Moors from inside. What what uh, what you are taught in schools is called reconstructed history and reconstructed education as well. Mm-hmm. So before you people talking about oh the white man wrote that, uh, that don't that ain't got nothing to do with us. Yes, the hell it does. Now I can read this over again. For some of you missed what I just said, okay? It says here, the man on the left is John Hanson, and the man on the right is Ben Bay, which is Ben Benjamin Bannigan. Ben Bay was born 1731, making him 45 in this picture, while John Hanson was born in 1721, making him 55 in the picture. He is the one with the gray hair. If you look in Arcadia's Encyclopedia, you won't see either of these men. Why is that? Their names are not in the Declaration of Independence because they were both Moors, and we had our own government at that time. We did not need to sign a Declaration of Independence. Do you understand that? Do you understand what I'm saying? We did not need to sign a Declaration of Independence. We wrote the Declaration of Independence for them. However, George Washington and his cronies never actually severed their ties to the king. They never did cut ties to the king. And they did not win the Revolutionary War. 
It was a setup to trap and to totally defeat the Moors from the inside. What you are taught in the schools is called reconstructed history. Here, the words spoken by John Henson, the first president of the United States of America, a Moor. Okay, okay. Here's what, here's what he says here. They may stretch our necks on all the giblets in the land. They may turn every rock into a skyfall, every tree into a gallows, every home into a grave. Until yet the words of that churchman can never die. They may pour our blood on a thousand skyfalls, and yet from every drop that dies the axe of a new champion, a freedom will spring into birth. The British king may blot out from the sky. But he cannot blot out his words written on that parchment. There, the works of Kakich Minitou may perish. His words never. The words of his declaration will live in the world long after our bones are dust. To the to the mechanic in his workshop, they will speak hope. To the slave in the mines, freedoms, but to the coward kings, these words will speak in tones of warning. They cannot choose but he. Sign the parchment. Sign. <clears throat> sign if the uh, if the next moment the give give the rope is about your neck. <clears throat> sign if the next minute this hall rings with all the clash of falling axes. Sign be all your hopes in life or death or men as husbands, as fathers, brothers. Sign your names to that parchment or be accused. Sign and, and not only for yourselves but for all ages. For that parchment will be the textbook of freedom, the Bible of the rights of man forever. Nay, do not start and whisper with surprise. It is truth. Your own hearts witness it. Casket Minitou proclaims it. Look at this strange band of exiles and outcasts suddenly transform into a people. It a handful of men, weak in arms, but mighty and Minitou like faith. Nay, look at your recent achievements. Your Bunker Hill, your Lexington, and tell and tell me you, you can, you, you can that Casket Manitou has not given America to be free. This is a statement by John Henson, the Moor, the first president of the United States of of America, and he was a Moor. He was he was a Lenin Lapi more, meaning the nappy headed ones. He was a more brother, your first president, but more was one indigenous to this country. Yeah, really? All right. According to the Empress Veriachi Tiara Washita L. Bay, I mean Augustus L. Bay, the real the real George Washington was killed and replaced by Adam Weishaupt. The barbarian Illuminati, founder of May 1st, 1776. Adam Weishaupt is referred to as repeatedly 
in the Illuminatus, written by uh, Robert Shea and Robert Anton Wilson, as the founder of the Barbarian Illuminati and an attempt, or uh, an apostle who killed George Washington and took his place as the first president of the United States. Washington's portrait on the on the dollar bill is said to actually to be a white house. And if some of you ever seen the picture of Adam Weishaupt of the Bavarian Illuminati or the German Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, do you notice his hair is kind of uh, kind of woolly? I'm going to put that out there. Nobody seems to uh, attention to that. But his hair seemed to kind of be kind of woolly on the woolly side. That he couldn't have known. I ain't saying that he was. Uh, maybe that he could have been a boy, you know or what they call mulatto. says here, <clears throat> Washington's view on the, Illuminati, on, on the Illuminati, however, are very clear. He condemned them as self-created societies and dealt them a blow that led to their disappearance. On the question about whether or not Illuminism had spread to masonry in America, Washington answered that he did not believe that the largest of Freemasons in, in this country had a, a society as endeavored to propagate the diabolical tenet of the former Illuminati or pernicious principles of the latter Jacobinism. Says there, after the switch, Washington, who is now Weishaupt, writes, it was not my intention to doubt that the Illuminati, or the doctrines of the Illuminati, and the principles of Jacobinism had not spread in the United States. On the contrary, no one is more truly satisfied of this fact than I am. Here, it blows the Library of Congress. So if you want to look for this document, you can find it in the Library of Congress. Okay? See, my thing is this. When Hillary Clinton said that Moroccans have always been at the very start of this country or this corporation's beginning, being the United States Corporation, at the very beginning, well, as I explained to you before, many times, the Moroccan kingdom over there in Morocco didn't exist at that time. At the very beginning of what they call the United States of America. So who was she talking about? Can anyone answer me that question? Who was she talking about? Moroccans have always saved our country from the beginning. I mean, even if it was a Morocco existing at that time, wouldn't hardly be that many of them over here to make a difference. That wouldn't really make sense. Okay, uh, 
They've always been the pioneers of our country's existence and the building of our, of our nation and uh, serving our armed forces and our law enforcement. Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so what's he talking about? Because in Morocco and Africa, North Africa didn't really exist as a nation until 1956. The peace and treaty was in 1787. I'm going to let, let you all do the math on that and figure it out for yourselves. Nevertheless, in 1789, the imposter George Washington Adam Weishaupt used the president's and his adopted name, Washington, as the name Washita, or Washita. That's where the name Washington comes from, Washita, or Washita. Also spelled A-U-A-C-H-I-T, Washita. That's where the, uh, the English name Washington comes from. Its original name, its original name is Washita. Original name is Tunica. Okay, before they cut me off, uh, if you have any questions, you can call. Uh, Nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine. Call the number nine one zero three six four nine zero nine nine, or you can call me at three one four six four 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 two five three one four six four 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 two five. And please do not forget the uh, the uh, session that we have on the twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth in uh, in September of next month. Down there in North Carolina. They have a lot of great events down there, a lot of uh teachings, healing techniques, martial art expedi no ex no <clears throat> martial arts no uh, uh uh exhibitions, uh great food, healthy food uh for your bodies, uh uh healing techniques that uh, that can they can teach you how to heal yourself and sickness sicknesses including cancer, including cancer. You know herbs, herbal herbal medicines, all kind of remedies. Great lectures on law and civics, on banking, on uh, getting yourself out of debt, etc. 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 Don't please do not miss this great event. On the 22nd and the 23rd of September, next month, you know, uh, I won't be there uh, because of financial difficulties. But if those of you who can, be sure to be there, okay? Okay, they said I'm going to have 90 seconds, but I'm going to read off this before they cut me off. <coughs> okay. Okay, let me see. The Washita said to make mockery of the Emperor Washita, needed among the Amours, and schools across the country, even the globe, have suppressed childhood 
confessions of George Washington to his father, saying, I cannot tell a lie. Father, I chopped down the cherry tree. The cherry tree was the continental flag of the Moorish Masonic Empire. The continental flag was a red cherry flag with a green, tall set of trees displayed in a white canton. Okay, that is the continental flag. That is the flag of the continent. That is the continent that they're talking about, the flag that they're always talking about in the history in the history of the Revolutionary War. Said so this is the same Iroquois Moor, great peace league symbol of the tree of peace and a tall white pine tree. It has the watchful eagle perching atop, guarding the peace and the people. The four great roots reaching deep into Mother or uh, Earth Mother and to the four directions and the war clubs and battle buried beneath the tree. The tree symbolizes the law and the constitution. The branches symbolizes shelter, security, and protecting for the people. The roots embrace all nations of the earth and brought them under the peace and the law. According to the sacred hoop by Paula Gen Allen, Benjamin Franklin spoke on the Iroquois saying, <coughs> the indigenous Moors have outdone the Romans. They have a social and political system of so-called that of, of the of the so old that the immigrant Europeans knew nothing of its original or of its origins. A federal union of five and six Indian nations that have put into practice concepts of popular princip- uh, participation and natural rights and the European citizens have thus far only theorized the the Iroquois the, the Iroquois system expressed through a constitution <coughs> the great law of peace Kayasha Kawa or Kayamesha Kawa resting on assumptions on, on, on assumptions foreign to monarchies of Europe and regarded leaders as servants of the people rather than their masters and made provisions for the leaders for errant behavior. The Iroquois law and custom upheld freedom of expression in political and religious matters and forbade the unauthorized entry of homes. It provided for the political participation by women and relatively equitable distribution of wealth. The colonists should accept the Iroquois advice to form a union in common defense under a common federal government. It would be a very strange thing if six nations should be capable of forming a scheme for such a union and be able to execute it in such a manner as that it has subsisted ages and appears under suitable and yet like unions should be impracticable for ten or a dozen English colonies. Okay. Well, I'm getting ready to sound off, family, tonight. Another lecture I know I gave you tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot something from it. So I put a lot of history in there. And I put, put a lot of meaning of the word more. And uh, I will be uh, back again. Same night, same channel. 
And all all I have to say is peace to you all, all families, Moorish families, you know, indigenous people, families, European, Asian, Mexican, and all of the human family of the world. And I say to you, Barasamadakunda, which means peace family. And Barasamasu, goodbye. Peace. I'm out.